Hello and welcome to the Goals Allowed podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Kendrick. Joining me for this show from Brighton is Richard Hudson. <laughs> Not quite, but hello. I, I, and here's Albus. Shane Lees. Hello, how are you doing? Good, thank you. And actually from Brighton, I think, Nick Davey. Well, 20 minutes out from Brighton, but either, yeah, good evening. Everyone well? As yeah. well as you can be with a naked cat on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those for those uh, viewers who are not doing this over a video format, uh, that's going to sound really weird, but let's go with it. At least it's like that. So we left our last show just before the Champions League and Europa League concluded, and obviously that concluded, and Bayern won the tournament. Thought they played superb. So the Champions League is obviously the competition to decide which team is the best in Europe, and it is kind of de facto. If you're the best team in Europe, you're the best team in the world. In my view, Bayern are absolutely the best team in the world right now. If you had, let's say you had a very different Champions League format, let's say every one of the top teams played each other ten times, Bayern would win the most games against (laughs) every one of those other teams. Because it's not just a team with great individuals, because it does have great individuals when you look at the likes of Lewandowski and Thomas Muller as well, who I would say is a great individual. That's a proper team as well. They play like a team. They are fantastic as a team. They're fantastic as individuals. No other team has that so complete, both the team and the individuals together. Teams that maybe get close to the likes of City and Liverpool, but I don't think they're actually that close. So, yeah, I think they are the best team in Europe and they're the most deserved winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they've been absolutely outstanding this season. I think even when when the German football returned, obviously that was the first kind of major league that did come back after the um, obviously after the pandemic. And even then, I mean, they'll blow. I mean, when they absolutely battered Dortmund in the uh, Bundesliga to in that game, I think it was on like the Tuesday night, wasn't it? That pretty much won them the league, and everyone was saying then how amazing they were. But, I mean, if you look even before lockdown throughout the Champions League and they blew Tottenham away, I mean, the amount of times they've scored more than, is it three games they've scored more than five goals away from home? Uh, Tottenham, was it Tottenham, Barcelona? Well, I know, yeah, I mean, I know it wasn't away from home, but a neutral venue with the Barcelona game. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the amount of goals they're sticking past teams is incredible. And, um, yeah, I think I completely agree. They're definitely the best team one, I'd say. They probably are the best team in the world to date at the moment. You could argue Liverpool, but then Liverpool were knocked out very early in the, in the Champions League. So, yeah. I think it's a bit of a weird one, though, because you look back over the season for Bayern and like they, they sacked the manager in November. Mm. So for such a turnaround, because um, they, they were struggling in the Bundesliga. Um, I'm just having a look now. The, just lost 5-1, didn't they, to um, Frankfurt? Frankfurt. Yeah. They lost 5-1 to Frankfurt, but yeah, they lost uh, in total uh, four games between October and the de- beginning of December uh, oh. in the, the Bundesliga, which is quite unusual for them. Uh, but since uh, Flick turned out, um, became manager, yeah, they've just gone rampant. Well, Hansi Flick's record was, he's managed 30, it's in all competitions, 36 games managed, won 33, drawn one and lost two, and that's basically, you can't do any better than that, can you? The the thing I will say is that, that Bayern team, I do think that's one of the best teams to have won the Champions League, but 
and I will put this big proviso in there. It's a little bit like Liverpool this year, and it's a little bit like was it Leicester when they won when the when they won the Premier League. None of the other big teams have really been that good, have they? I mean, you look at Barcelona. That's as weak as Barcelona have ever been. Real Madrid. It's been a very mixed year for Real Madrid. They're sort of redeveloping themselves, similar to what Bayern did. They obviously did that very well in the league, but they haven't turned around and done that in Europe. Atletico Madrid have been surprisingly weak this year. They've done well, but they've been weak. The English teams have all been pretty weak. City were the strongest, but even so, they did. As good as City were, they did always look like they had stupid knockout in them. Get, and Leon was that knockout. PSG, just had, I think they just had really favourable ties. I don't think they were any more impressive than any of the other teams in Europe. They just had a very good run to the, to the final. Mm-hmm. Bayern were quality. They were the best team this year, and they would have been playing that way the best team most years. But they got a little bit lucky in the sense of no other teams really turned up. And at the end of the day, it's a cup competition. You don't need to turn up every single time. You just need to turn up on that game you're playing. So Bayern could have got knocked out potentially, but don't take anything away from them. That's yeah. the best team in the world. The Bayern of this year are not, I would say, are not as good as like the Real Madrid of two or three years ago or the, the famous Barcelona team. Um, you know, they're, they're a good European team, but... Yeah, you've got to look at who they played against. Absolutely. I think as well, um, Man City, I know we talk about, I think this again falls into the, with the one leg, with the one leg format as it's been straight knockout. You would argue with City have turned Leon over over two legs, probably. I mean, over that game, obviously the, the, it was the Sterling miss that obviously it all fell down to. Um, you, feel, you feel like if that goes in, it's just a complete different game. Nine times out of ten, he tucks it away. He scores it with his eyes shut. Nine times out of ten, this this occasion obviously skies it over the bar. Um, so I do feel that maybe that might have had a factor with. But I think yeah, you don't beat Barcelona. You don't beat Barcelona. Stick was it eight past Barca and you, you're no good. So uh, and I think as well with Bayern as well. I do think for years to come they could. They got some great young players there. Alfonso Davis. I mean, I think he could go on to be one of the. Um, oh, I'd go as far as say one of the best fullbacks in the world if he's not already considered one of the best fullbacks in the world. Um, I mean, that pace is just something else. Um, Gnabry's come on. Uh, he's obviously a completely different player to the one that Tony Pulis uh, famously said that he wasn't good enough for his West Brom team. So. Um, they're an exciting team, and I think they can go. They can go on strength for strength going forward. Do you think? Though, because I think it's quite an aging squad. There's, there's obviously the few lads like Alfonso Davies, but the, the core of the team is getting quite old. And obviously, the loss of Thiago this summer is, is going to be a big one for them. I think that it's, it's only got another couple of years in that team. Nice balance, I think. Nice balance. Young, you've obviously got the experience of like the Lewandowski and Mothers um, and what have you, but you've also got that great young talent. And they do seem to recruit. I mean, they wanted like Hudson Adoy and a few other players in that vein. So I think they clearly want to recruit more young players going forward as well. What's the one thing you've got to remember about Bayern is they are one of the maybe four or five clubs in world football where if they come in offering for a player, no matter what league you're in, no matter what team you're in, they've got every chance of getting that player. You're talking Ronaldo's Messi, as it turns out at the moment. Bayern are one of the most elite teams, capable of paying incredible wages, bidding just about any amount. And they're one of those teams that are not going to have been hit too, bar- too bad by the coronavirus thing and all that kind of thing. They do have good young players, and it is, it is a bit of an ageing squad in some places. But I think in, in most other instances, you'd say, oh, they've got the right mix of youth and experience. And they've got that, that sort of good middle core of players as well. I just think with, with clubs like Bayern, 
So yeah, they'll have off years. They'll probably still win the Bundesliga in those off years, and they can sign any other player from the Bundesliga that they really want to. And they can probably pull more or less any player from the Premier League if they really want to. If they went in and they bid for Gabriel Jesus and said, we're right, we want you as a replacement for Lewandowski long-term, you'd go. I don't think he'd stay at City. I think just about any Premier League player would go and play for Bayern, no matter how good that team is at the moment. Well, look at Sane going there, for one. Um, yeah. But it's it's interesting, you look at uh, Shane's point about the competition, and I think I think because Real had a very strong time of it after the restart and had their tie, you know, had they drawn, say, the first leg against Man City or still realistically been in the tie, it would have been, uh, uh, you know, it would have been interesting to see if they'd have gone on and potentially maybe... I, th- I think they probably would have had the best chance of winning the tournament uh, other than Bayern. Uh, uh, so City were the one that surprised me. I, I think when we all did the, the podcast for the, the quarterfinals, we all just wrote off Leon and uh, we were expecting a, a, a City Bayern semi final. Uh, and that was what we thought was going to be the, the game of the tournament. Leon uh, Repson. Yeah. Repson. yeah. They opened they, against Bayern Munich as well in the semis. They opened up Bayern a few times. Uh, had the had uh, the hobby uh, Memphis Depay um, had he actually had his um, scoring boots on? I mean, it could have been a different game. I mean, they they got out Bayern. Whether that's questions Bayern defence, I don't know. But Leon was it wasn't they weren't rolled over by Bayern whatsoever. They certainly uh, gave them a good game. And as you said, another day they could have taken their chances. Their game plan against Man City was absolutely excellent. Uh, I know obviously it comes down again to go back to the point of the Sterling miss, but it didn't go in. Leon won, and I think overall the course of the ninety, I don't buy this. Um, of luck and everything in football, you get it all uh, evens itself out over 90 minutes, as, as the famous cliche goes. And I think again, it's proved right. Cause Leon's game plan that night was outstanding. Bayern, I thought they were brilliant. Bayern were just a better team. But um, no, they're one team I think that have come out of it as the as the overachievers of the whole competition, in my opinion. Well, I think that the thing about Leon is that yeah, we were all pretty dismissive of Leon. And to be fair, so are all of the professional pundits, not just us amateurs here. But <laughs> the the thing about it is, is their strengths in hindsight absolutely matched up against City's weaknesses. They were strong where City were weak. City were strong where Leon were also strong. They were good at sitting back and breaking from the counter. They were really good at defending their goalkeeper's quality. But, you know, if even with them winning, if we say they play each other again, no one says we reckon Leon are going to win. We say we think City are going to win again. Um they did overachieve, Leon, absolutely, but I don't think it's a great surprise that City went out in the way they did. We've got to remember how many games they've lost this season, how poor they've been defensively. That City side, as much as they can beat anyone, they can lose to anyone. You can't say that about Bayern. That's the one thing you can't say about they can lose to anyone. Look at their history under Guardiola, though, in the Champions League. If you look at the knockout games, went out to Monaco first year, the year after they beat Basel, but then got knocked out to Liverpool beat Schalke the year after, um, but Spurs knocked them out. And then this year, good win against Real, fair enough, but then Leon knocked them out. It's hardly a you know, a glowing record they've got in the Champions. It's not like they've beaten good teams under Guardiola. And, you know, it's a criticism levelled at him, you know, for his time at Bayern that he, he didn't win the Champions League there as well. Against Leon, as soon as he announced that team sheet, it was a bit of a head-scratcher. Yeah, definitely, yeah, 100%. We were all laughed about it in the pub watching it, like, is he playing De Bruyne on the wing, or we were, we, we just couldn't understand it. Uh, we were trying to piece it together until, obviously, we saw how they were lined up, but I think it was kind of De Bruyne out wide, which just didn't make any sense. But um, but he also, as well, um, since the, well, even the restart, but even the season as a whole, their away record's been very poor. 
Um, obviously they lost to Saints away. I'm trying to think they lost to a load of other clubs away. But I know, uh, and then they went and turned Brighton over five 0 But um, I think they lost. They've lost to a lot, a lot of clubs down there uh, away from home. They've really struggled. Newcastle away, they lost. Um, it's not. They've not had it easy on their travels this season. Obviously Liverpool away, they were absolutely turned over. United away, they were turned over with pretty ease. Um, so yeah, no, I think that. I will say one thing. I think City have, as a cup team, they've obviously done well in terms of like English cups. But the thing is, I get the easiest draws. They yeah, that's what I was about to say. With, home every week, Burnley every round. <laughs> with the English trophies, if you're a big team, considering how late you'll enter into the competition, you've only got to win two games against good teams. Yeah. You don't have that many good teams you play against. And I think they've almost. I think they've ended up getting a bit of the wrong cup mentality because of that, where they can turn up every week, and if they're playing like a team that's slightly worse than them, they know they're going to win. And I think they've ended up overthinking the Champions League, especially when they come up against decent sides, and they end up doing all these weird kind of tactics. And It seems weird, because you'd think that professional footballers would just look at it and go, right, it's one game at a time. One game at a time, you play against the opposition, you do what you can, and then you, you play your way, and you win, or you lose. But clearly, they've got something about them that makes them think differently about the Champions League. And if you do that, you don't carry your winning mentality forward. And that's, it's clearly, it's mental. It's a mental block for City, Champions League. It's not a lack of players. To play devil's advocate a little bit, um, in the first leg against Real Madrid, which was one of the best City performances I've seen in recent times, um, they played Bernardo Silva and uh, De Bruyne up front and Gabriel Jesus on the left wing. They dropped Aguero altogether in a 4-4-2. Now, it looked crazy, but it, it actually worked for them quite well, strangely. Um, so maybe, I don't know, maybe there is method, but no, I agree, completely overthought the Leon uh, game. But I don't right. think it's it's the manager, isn't it? If Jose Mourinho makes these mad decisions where you'll go, what on earth are you doing? What a waste yeah. of a manager, past his best, all of that. Guardiola, everyone's like, maybe it's genius. Maybe <laughs> it's a moment of genius. And you've got to remember that genius and madness are this, this close. <laughs> and yeah. so, some of his, his stuff in Champions League, it's too close to that. You've got, you've got a winning formula. Leon are a good team, but I wouldn't say they're any better than the likes of Wolves. Very good teams, but I wouldn't say they're that much better than that. If they're playing Wolves in the Premier League, they don't go mental and do all of these changes. They go and play Wolves. They go and play the Man City way. They go and do what they do. They probably win that game. They overfought it because it's the Champions League and it's suddenly become this this thing. It's this mental block. That City team is better than Leon. That City team is, at the very least, a finalist team, even when other teams are performing well, as it currently stands. It's up here. That's where they're losing it. It's in their heads. If that had been any other manager except for Guardiola at the end of this City season, if you look back at this, some of the other City seasons they've had, that manager would have gone. Yeah, I agree completely. Well, he hasn't won a trophy. I think... Well, the, I mean, who else did he get? Sorry, the League Cup, yeah. 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 It, was so, it felt like last season because of the, uh, the whole break. So I'll use that as my uh, heads. But yeah, yeah, I agree what? with Hero. I think he would have been in trouble. One I want to ask about, PSG. Is this the year that they sort of peaked by getting to the final or are they going to, over the next few years, really sort of challenging in the finals quite often? I personally don't reckon so. The way I look at it is they've got an absolute ton of money that they can throw at it. But if a really big club comes in for Mbappe, he's going to want to go somewhere else. If a really big club comes in for any of those other players, they're going to want to go somewhere else. They Let's, let's talk about what PSG is what they are. They're a money club. They're nothing else other than a money club. Yeah. I, I don't know how successful they can be when they are only a successful team in France. 
and they have nothing else to offer any of these players, any of the elite players of Europe, but money. Good young players. But how many of them are going to stay there their entire career? I think they're as, they're as good as they're going to get. You say really big club, though. I mean, Barcelona, Real Madrid, possibly Bayern would get Mbappe if they, if they bid stupid money, whatever. But, I'd, you know, I, I, th- I think they're getting there. I, I, really, I actually do. I think Neymar's really come on. I think he actually looks like he wants to be there because the team's been built around him. And I, I, I think he's got that determination. I think, I think he's got it in him to bring, you know, sort of single-handedly almost try and bring the Champions League to PSG. Not I that I want that because I hate all, all they stand for with, you know, all the money and all that. But I, I do see them winning the Champions League in the next few years. I don't because with, with clubs like this, with clubs where they are nothing but their money, they have a bad year next year. They have a bad year next year. They go out in the group stage to go out in the first knockout rounds or something. Neymar wants to leave. He stays there at the moment because it's good and you want to do things when it's good. They go out and uh, knock out around, first knock around, he's leaving. He's going to say, no, I want to leave again. Might not leave. You might just get another big pay rise or something. Most players will want to go again. This the problem when you're a team like this is that everything has to be perfect all the time. Otherwise, it really starts to look a bit bare. Because all you do is you win the French League every single year. And those players, those players who want to be elite players, want to have that legacy... They do not want to have a legacy of congratulations, you were part of that PSG team in the least competitive French league. You, they, they don't want that as a legacy. They want Champions Leagues. They want to be regarded as players who compete at the highest level everywhere possible, won as much as they could have done. You don't do that at PSG. So until they start winning Champions Leagues, until they turn into that biggest team, I almost feel like they have hit a bit of a glass ceiling. I don't think they're getting better than they are. But all that being equal, I think there's a lot of big clubs because of everything that's been happening at the moment that could get worse. So they might be able to stay up there by virtue of sticking with what they've got for a little while, but I don't think it'll be a big, big thing. And having un- unlimited purse strings whilst everybody else is perhaps reining it in a bit. Yeah, it does It does help when you benefit from everything that is wrong in football. Uh, <laughs> all of the financial misdeeds and yeah, borderline frauds and corruption and all that kind of stuff. Borderline, don't sue. Uh, <laughs> what happened at City, um, knowing that they got away with the financial fair play, I'm thinking, well, we can do what we want now. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously, the big elephant in the room we've uh, we've not talked about yet, but Messi uh, wants to leave Barcelona. He's put in a transfer request. Uh, may be able to leave for free, but it's it's still uh, being debated. Uh, he had a clause in his contract <laughs> saying if he put a transfer request in and by a date in June, he could leave on a free, but... He's put it in just after the season's ended. It's been delayed because of the pandemic. So there's debate about what, whether legally he can leave. Um, it's, it's basically, if, if, if you look at the betting sites, it's a 50-50 bet between whether he'll stay at Bayern or go to City and then everyone else is high odds. Um, Staying at Bayern. I think that's his only real choice. Or <laughs> I, Okay, here's, here's the thing about the messy thing. My prediction is that in all probability he just signs a new contract after like two months because it's messy and it's going to be a messy whole transfer thing. If there is a transfer fee needed, I think most clubs, maybe only City, will lose interest because they'll look at it and they'll go, this is a player who's maybe got two or three more years at the top before he considers retiring. He is going to cost, he's going to be the most expensive player ever for two or three years. His wages will be near enough half a million pounds a week. The whole shirt sales thing, everyone remember that's bullshit, right? There have been studies done to this. Play, clubs do not recoup the fees from shirt sales, not when you take into account the agent's fees, the wages, and the transfer fees. Might be 
possibly economically viable if there's no transfer fee. That will be the big, big blockage to him moving anywhere if they stick to a transfer fee. And Barca will obviously demand whatever they can, and they'll push it as far as they can. If it is going on a free, City does seem like the most logical step, one of the few clubs that can afford his wages, plus the Guardiola factor, that he would probably want to move to City. Other than that, you're probably looking at maybe PSG taking a punt there, but then Neymar might be like, no, I don't want to be in anyone else's shadow. You're also then maybe looking at Bayern, possibly Juventus, but Juventus seems to be wanting to rein in their wage bill quite a lot. That seems to be them moving away from transfers, the big transfers. And Bayern, I reckon they'd go, that would probably be damaging to our club, actually, long term. Um, so I think it is sort of city or bust. Maybe like a rogue club like Inter might turn up and be like, yeah, all right, we're going to go for this. But if, if there is going to be a transfer fee, I honestly reckon every single club's going to go, this is not going to be worth it just because of how much money it will end up being for maybe two or three years. Do you not think United are in the mix? I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to put this in the nice way. I think Man United are a smarter club than that. I think United are, but I don't know if the Glazers are. Um, my my reasoning for this is uh, I mentioned it in the the group chat beforehand, but um, they obs- they own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL, and uh, over the summer they managed to acquire Tom Brady, who is pretty much the Messi of American football. He's, yeah. In, he's won six Super Bowls. He's got four MVPs in it. The GOAT. Yeah, he's the, the greatest American footballer of all time. And he played for the Patriots his entire career, like Messi has done with Barcelona. And they have just basically offered him huge wages to join the Buccaneers. So I think the Glazers are, are that sort of group that would think, yeah, we'll, we'll get bring Messi in for two years. The one thing against that, as I'll say, is that Messi is clearly a player who plays when he's happy. He's got to be in control. He's got to be happy with everything going on. It's not really clearly about money for Messi. It's about competing and winning and all of that lot. If Man United are the only club in for him, yeah, they've got a good chance. I don't reckon they will go in for him. I, I genuinely do think they're going to be smarter in making that decision. They are doing good stuff for Man United at the moment with recruitment. I don't think they'll make that decision. But they have to compete with City. I think the Guardiola factor will just take him away from that. Because he'll want to be happy. If he was given a choice of signing, and this is madness, uh, but at this stage of his career, uh, getting Messi in or getting Sancho in, I would get Sancho. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. That's what I'm saying about it being a It's smarter to not sign Messi, especially if you have to pay for for two, three years with the wages you end up paying, with the agent's fees. That's a ends up being a £600 million deal. It ends up being exorbitant. I don't care how much money you make as a club. That is more money than any club can afford. And it's and the whole shirt sales things. There's an article on the Independent. Look up about shirt sales with Independent. It's not a thing. It doesn't cover transfers. <laughs> it wouldn't I have to be convinced on this because I've always thought, like, you know, like when Beckham went to Madrid and everyone had a Beckham shirt and some of these big sales, Alexis Sanchez moving to United seemed to get a lot of fanfare. I'd be, be really interested to see this shirt sales not being a thing because I'm, I'm bloody, I'm, I'm convinced that Messi moving to City, they'd recoup a lot of money from. I'm not, not, not 600 million, whatever, I don't think. If, it, uh, if it's a free free transfer, they might get enough to make it justifiable. But 
not sitting no, not with the transfer thing. I, I still don't think he's going anywhere. I, I don't. I think. He, well, what do you think? Yeah. If he goes to the City, then there's only going to be about six fans that'll buy a shirt anyway. <laughs> That's a very good point. Oh, the thing about Messi as well, though, like um, that sort of thing of getting Sancho in or getting Messi. Um, yeah, Sancho's obviously he is English. He's played, although he didn't play in the Premier League. He knows the English game. Yeah, there's always that risk with Messi. Is is he only? He, he's such an amazing footballer, but is he a La Liga player? Yeah, well, that's that's, that's I always find that's a bit of the um, oh, I don't know how to describe it. I always find the Messi Ronaldo argument of who's better when 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 people turn around and sort of say, oh, oh, oh Ronaldo did it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke. I find that that's just someone talking out their arse in a Weatherspoons or something. Like I don't find it as a very I just don't find buy that argument. I really don't. I, 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 Messi is still, in my opinion, the greatest player to ever kick a football. Uh, I, I think if he comes to the Premier League, he would tear it apart. I think uh, with Man City falling out of him, De Bruyne playing him through as well, it would it would absolutely um, it would be another planet. I reckon I'd, I, they would they would blow teams away. Um, However, um, I just don't see him leaving. I just, I really don't see Barcelona getting rid of him in any way possible. Um, and I think that the point Richard made there is quite a good one. For a lot of teams, if they are, if they think, if they're thinking about it and going right, this is how much it will cost, they'll also go right. What else could we do with that money? Who else could we sign? And most of them will conclude that they could pretty much rebuild an entire elite team for messy money. Again, yeah. especially if there's a transfer, if it's a free deal. If they're signing one or three, it's a different it's a different story because a lot of those clubs can make enough money back from having Messi and from probably winning more trophies and all that thing to sort of justify it. But if it is and it's looking like they're going to demand a transfer fee and this whole thing of he can move on a free, that is real tenuous legal stuff. That is that is he's had an agreement in his contract before and he's trying to say that should still exist now even though it no longer is actually currently in his contract. But if it's a free, it's really going to be kind of up there. I would think a lot of teams will go for him if it's a free, but City are definitely the, the main ones who are going to be... He, he's moving because he's unhappy, so he's going to move somewhere that's going to make him happy. He'll go somewhere where he's playing alongside players he knows and gets along with, like Aguero. He's going to move to play with managers he knows and gets along with. So it's possibly Leeds with Bielsa. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give Leeds fans, don't give Leeds fans the time of day for that. Do not give Leeds fans the time of day to enjoy that. <laughs> um, do, do you think Messi could just go back to Argentina, just say sod it, and just just go back to his home country? I like because that to me seems a very likely um, prospect. No, that's another good point. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's had his day. He's had his time. He might just want to go and enjoy back in his homeland, his last playing yeah. days while he can um, in Argentina. I mean, there's I another one as well, the MLS. Yeah, I mean that would just be ridiculous. I mean, like, I wouldn't call it outside the realms of possibility, but I'll say that he's clearly leaving because he's unhappy that Barcelona can't compete. So he's probably going to be happy if he can compete, which makes me think that's probably not going to be the likes of Argentina or America or Japan like Iniesta. But he also might be looking and going, right? I'm unhappy because we can't compete, and you know what? I'm actually just fed up and tired, and I kind of want to go and relax a little bit. So it's it's possible, but. I, I agree with Nick overall that I think the most likely thing is he ends up signing a new contract. He ends up staying at Barcelona. But if it's not Barcelona, I think the club that is absolutely in the lead in any instance is City. 
But if there is a big transfer fee involved, I think every single club might just go too rich for my blood. Might be messy, but too rich for my blood. Agreed. Do you think the part, like you mentioned about the the wet Tuesday and Stoke thing, but it's something that's always been thrown about on the internet against him. Do you think part of his thought at this age is, you know, Ronaldo went and did it in all these different leagues just to sort of prove that I am better than him. I'm going to go and move to a different league. If Tony Pulis has got in Messi's head that much, then that's fucking impressive. I've got to say. Yeah. I'd, I'd say he might be looking at Ronaldo having continued to have success everywhere he's gone and gone, I'd like that. You know, seeing the different levels of success he's had, because obviously Barca aren't competing at the moment. He's probably looking at Barca and thinking they're a few years away from being able to compete again at a Champions League level. But I, I doubt it, just because, again, it's, it's Messi seems like a player who only really wants it when he's happy with everything, when he's nice and in control, and it's all about Messi. So I'd almost think like it doesn't really matter where that's going to be, so long as it's a messy show. Because you see how much influence, how much political influence he wields in the club. You see how much he does that at Argentina. It's all got to be about Messi, so it has to be a club in a country where it will all be about Messi. And the thing about the Premier League is it will all be about Messi. It will be Messi's here, Messi's here. We're, we are the Premier League. We are the best league in the world. We finally managed to pull one of the best players in the world to here. Everything will be about Messi, and he'll be very happy with that. <laughs> I would love it. Uh, I know it's saying that uh, given the choice, I'd like Sancho over Messi. But part of my heart would love it if Messi went to City, the United got Ronaldo back for a year. He'd be mental. I'd like it if Messi went to City and they still didn't win the Champions League. I'd like that. (laughs) Um, Looking at Barcelona a bit more generally, with uh, they brought in Ronald Koeman um, and signed Milan Pjanic. Uh, Arthur's gone to um, Juventus in the deal. Um, still question marks about Coutinho, what he's doing. Um, what do you think the club need to do to be serious challengers? You know, they should be Champions League contenders. But what do they need to do? I'm going to raise the first point, which is that the Pjanic-Arthur thing is entirely because Barcelona were in the shitter financially and they've essentially loaned they've been loaned money by Juventus via a transfer fee to get them past some financial fair play rules. So that's, don't even pay attention to the players moving there. That's all just irrelevant. It was literally like they had 77 million that they were back on for financial fair play rules. And then they did Arthur for 84 million or something. And then when that deadline passed, they did Pjanic back. So it was like a mini loan. In terms of what they need to do, I almost feel like it's a bit too obvious. They need to go back to being Barcelona. They were a team that had a distinct way of doing things. They were very successful doing that way. And then they tried to turn into a bit of a Real Madrid, signing these players only in their prime, the older players. That is still one of the best academies in world football. That is still one of the best clubs in world football. But they've lost what they were doing. They've lost their distinct Barcelona identity. They need to recapture. I think them bringing in Coleman, because he's clearly there temporarily until they get Xavi. That's them trying to recapture that. So I think that's what they're going to try and do. I think that is the right plan. It might take a bit more time than they're hoping for, but, you know, they'll still be competing for the league trophies every single year. Um, I think they really need to start cutting out that deadwood. There's a lot of players there who aren't Barcelona players, aren't there? Well, uh, Suarez has already been told in the 60-second phone call that he's got to go. We talk about loyalty from players sometimes. There is no loyalty from clubs, even. Let's always always remember that twin fact. That's... Mm -hmm. That's nonsense, that is. You see, if Suarez becomes available, I'd love to see him in the Premier League again, you know. Uh, Who would he go? 
Yeah. Yeah, that seems more likely. A little bit more likely. Oof. Who, would, who even in the Prem could go and get Suarez at the moment? Well, yeah, I, I was just thinking that as I said it. Uh... Arsenal? Might be a lot late for when they originally tried to get him, but... <laughs> United? I I don't think he'd have I don't think he has any um, loyalty to Liverpool yeah I, I don't think he does no not at all so uh, yeah thanks for listening to the show hope you enjoyed it um, you can follow us on Facebook on Twitter and newly on Instagram thanks to Richard's expertise goals allowed podcast um, yeah thanks for listening it's goodbye from myself goodbye from Shane Lees from Nick Davey and Richard Hudson goodbye, goodbye.